What Razorback fans somehow, someway, you swept Texas A&M and won in College Station for the first time under the Narek Musselman era. I, uh, all right, let's let's make sense out of this. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the John Neighbors Show, which you can catch every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 on Natty State Sports and NattyStateSports.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Thursday as It's a late one here in the recording of this podcast, but it only makes sense because Arkansas basketball, yes, Arkansas basketball, this thing that I said I was going to move on from and got tired of and got tired of seeing and everyone got tired of watching, you know, that whole thing, that old chestnut, um, they won. They won a game. They won in College Station. I think I may have said Arlington in the beginning of the podcast. I can't remember. It's been a long night. But any of the ways, uh, they, they got the win against the Aggies, 78-71. to 71. I, I, Again, I'm just trying to make sense out of this, out of this team. I will say that the performance that they put forth in the past two games, and even Eric Musselman said this in his press conference after the game, he said this is the best 80 minutes that this team has played so far this year. Arkansas played against Mississippi State, fell short, um, had a really good performance overall, and even had a lead at the very end of the game, but just didn't close it out. And in this one, Arkansas pretty much led the entire time, to be honest. Arkansas was down early. They took a lead. And I think it was about midway point of the first half and never looked back. It got a little dicey, got a little close, as it tends to do. But Arkansas held on. Now, you had a great performances specifically by uh, Tremont Mark and Makai Mitchell, which we'll talk about Makai Mitchell a little bit more specifically here in just a little bit. But Tremont Mark had, in this game, 26 points, and 22 of those 26 points were in the second half. Dude just decided to, to take over. I mean, 26 points, six rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block shot, all with a very sore shoulder. Played 36 minutes in this game. An outstanding performance. 8 of 16 from the field, hit two threes, two of three. 8 of 10 from the free throw line. Then you had Makai Mitchell. 22 points, 13 rebounds. Outstanding game for him. Four block shots. You could even throw in... A couple of guys, too, that may not have uh, filled up the stat sheet, but were crucial parts. Like Caleb Battle. Caleb Battle had 15 points, 3 of 15 from the field. But he had 9 of 10 free throws, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. And then also a Jeremiah Davenport, who may not get as much love here, but he did play 20 minutes. He took 6 threes and only made 1. But he goes 4 of 10 from the field with 9 points, 3 rebounds, 2 offensive rebounds, which are huge. Also had 2 steals. So you just had some really good performances out of Arkansas in this game, or at least a couple of them offensively. The offense was, it, it, okay, so this is what's crazy, folks. Arkansas scored 78, A&M scored 71. 
that's not a whole t- a lot of points, but it's also not a low-scoring game. But what's wild is both teams shot sub-40% from the field. Arkansas shot 39%. A&M shot 33% from the field. 30% from three-point range. Folks, Texas A&M shot 26% in the second half. They went 10 of 38. And there was at one point in time that they were shooting, I believe, 11% in the first in the second half. Luckily for them, they caught fire and started actually scoring some points late in the game. But just trash. A&M is not a good basketball team. They're just not a good basketball team. And in this particular game, the, the shooting was abysmal by them. Now, Arkansas did get out-rebounded by 40, 47 to 40, but it's a lot better than what people would thought. Because A&M has got a, 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 is a big team that's known for their rebounding. Arkansas turned the ball over 11 times. A&M turned it over 12. So pretty even there. Uh, but Arkansas, I think, also did a really good job defensively. You know, say what you want about it, but Wade Taylor, a guy who went for what seemed like 80 points last time these two teams played in Fayetteville. Wade Taylor fouled out of the game and only had 11 points on 3 of 12 shooting. Now, he did have nine assists, but had four turnovers. So, yeah, he, he did not have a great game. Tyrese Radford went 5 of 16, another guy who was really good for him. 12 points, eight rebounds. Henry Coleman, the third, 12 points, six rebounds. Solomon Washington, seven points, 10 rebounds. So, had a few guys that were decent, but just the overall performance out of them offensively was not good. And I think you got to give a lot of credit to Arkansas's defense. But we know that AM is known for two things they play without question the most boring version of basketball you will ever see. It is boring because. They will go with free throw, getting to the line, getting free throws, and offensive rebounds. They can have success in it, but in this particular game, they did both of those things. They got to the free throw line 39 times, and they had 20 offensive rebounds. They averaged 18 on the season. They had 20 offensive rebounds in this game. But the thing is, is even though A&M did the two things they're known for, it's what follows up and how you equate them to points that they failed miserably at. I mentioned that they hit, they went to the line 39 times in this game. They hit only 25 free throws. That's good enough for 64%. 64% from the free throw line. In the first half alone, they went 8 of 14. That's 51, that's or 57%. So they got to the free throw line. They just didn't convert. And the offensive rebounds, 20, 20 offensive rebounds. It's so absurd. Well, how do you turn offensive rebounds into points? Well, you get your second chance points, right? In this game, AM had 20 offensive rebounds and seven, seven second chance points. So basically, not only did they miss a shot, but they got the rebound. They missed another shot and got the rebound, sometimes missed another shot. So AM did what they do. Like they did their job. They do those two things really well. But the problem is, is they didn't convert on them. So you could say that Arkansas got lucky. You could say Arkansas did this, that, and the other. But I think you got a lot of credit to Arkansas's defense. 
the way they played, the way they stuck at it, the resiliency that they had, the toughness even down the stretch that they had, made some big plays. Tremont Mark had three and ones on jump shots, one of them being a four-point play late in the game that was crucial, crucial for the Razorbacks. So you sweep Texas A&M. It's the first time Muss has won down there in College Station since being at Arkansas. And now you're sitting at 4-9 in SEC play. 13-13 and 13 overall. Great. <laughs> What's that going to do for you? Probably nothing. But it's good to see this team fighting. And that's I want to give credit where credit. I just I know that nobody cares anymore about moral victories. And it's not a moral victory thing. It's just a matter of for the sake of most teams, if not all teams, would really bail and say, uh uh, this team sucks. I'm done. I don't want to I don't care about them. I don't want to watch them anymore. They're trash. Whatever. But they keep fighting. They keep playing hard. They keep making it interesting. They got some favorable games in front of them, too, which we'll talk about. But good job, Razor X. Good job, Hogs. You guys didn't give up. You could have had every reason to, especially when you didn't have Jalen Graham, who's hurt, Trevin Brazil, who I don't think is playing another play a second this year, and Keon Minifield. Those three guys were out for the game with injury. And then Tremont Mark even suffered an injury a few weeks ago. He's been battling it. He has it on his shoulder. And then he had to go to the locker room during one point in time of the game, but came back. I mean, you were down a lot of some of the, the key players for you, and you still found a way to win. So kudos to the Razorbacks, man. Giving credit where credit is due. Doesn't change the year to go into the NCAA tournament, but certainly is a lot better than losing. I'll take that all day long. Folks, I know uh, you talk about tickets, right? It's showing these tickets, and you know maybe you're going to be going down to Arlington for the college baseball showdown that Arkansas baseball is going to be in. But you don't have any tickets. Well, luckily for you, there's Game Time. The Game Time app, it's a great experience. They have last-minute tickets, flash deals. They have easy ways to find the tickets of every sort of event, not just for sports, but for concerts, for comedy shows. No matter what it is, no matter what event it is, they're going to have tickets, and they're going to have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, everything that are going to have it. And they have deals on tickets right after the start of the event, too, even an hour after it starts. So it's the best place to find those last-minute deals. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, Game Time users get $100 off. Try $100 off with the ticket code Vegas100. Or if you're not going to any particular game out there in Vegas, you can always use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. That's $20 off your first purchase if you use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for those of you who don't know how to spell it. But you can download the Game Time app today. The last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Let's talk about Makai Mitchell. Let's talk about Makai Mitchell. Makai Mitchell, you guys know Makai Mitchell. Makai Mitchell, the uh, player that we all felt was going to be the key component in the SEC play and was a guy that was going to really be counted on to be a double-double machine and, you know, everything that you could possibly not predict about Makai Mitchell, it seems to be certainly coming to fruition. And I'm not kidding about this. I am I'm extremely happy for Makai Mitchell. 
going into this season, if you were going to tell me to rank the players on the roster for Arkansas, Makai Mitchell probably would have been pretty close to the bottom. And, and, and I'm just being honest. He would have been close to the bottom. And scholarship players, we're talking. You know, you may be able to throw in, you know, between him or actually, I don't even know, maybe Joseph Pinion, something like that. But he would have been close to the bottom. He's one of those players that uh, of the three returners from last season, he was the one I was least excited about returning, but at least he had some experience and everything. But either way, he hadn't really done anything so far on this year that really wowed you leading up to it. He had a few decent games here and there. He had a nine points, six rebounds. You know, kind of the typical games that he had last year whenever he was playing fairly well. But something happened. Something clicked. Whenever that Kentucky game happened, which I know Arkansas lost a few of these games too. But when that Kentucky game happened, he, he just figured something out. He's gotten into a groove. And I'm going to delete the Tennessee game because the Tennessee game was bad for everybody. <laughs> but you're talking about of the last six of the last seven games, minusing that Tennessee game. Listen to these stat lines for Makai Mitchell, starting with Kentucky. 12 points, 13 rebounds, four block shots, one assist, one steal. 32 minutes of play. Missouri on the road. 19 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, 34 minutes of play. All right. At LSU. Not a stellar of a game, but still. 29 minutes, 10 points, three rebounds, four assists, and a steal. No turnovers, by the way. How about Georgia on the at home when Arkansas won? 14 points, five rebounds, three block shots. Mentioned mentioned uh, four block shots against Kentucky earlier, but three block shots. And that was in 25 minutes of play. Mississippi State on the road this past Saturday. 21 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 block shots, 2 steals. And 23 minutes of play. And then in this game against Texas A&M, an A&M team that has big guys, an A&M team that's known for their offensive rebounds, an A&M team that can be considered somewhat physical, Makai Mitchell, 22 points, 13 rebounds, four block shots, 33 minutes of play, 10 of 12 from the free throw line. Folks, that's absurd for Makai Mitchell. Makai Mitchell's shooting 78% from the free throw line. Like, he was in the late game situations against A&M where I'm like, let him, hey, let him, let him foul him. See how it's go. See how that goes for him. Let, uh, foul him, because he's going to go up there. He's going to step up and make those free throws. It's it's insane the difference that Makai Mitchell has been just over this past few games. And if you still, t- if you really want to put it in comparison, as great a games as he's had, this kind of shows you how slow of a start it was for him. It's great the games he's had over the past six, seven, eight games. He's still only averaging 6.7 points per game, which is lower than last year. He's averaging less of a sh- shooting percentage. 
He's at 63 this year, 66 last year. But his free throw percentage is up 12%, 12% from a year ago. So I don't know what it's gotten, what's gotten into Makai, but I'm all for it. And I love it for him. And I hope he continues to, to have this type of performance. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Here's a hot take for you. If Makai Mitchell in these final, I guess, five games, I believe, and we'll talk about the rest of the schedule here in a second. But if Makai Mitchell in the final regular season, at least, the next five games against Missouri, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, LSU, Bama, if he can average 15 and 8, which the way he's been playing here recently is now the realm of possibility, and throwing in block shots that he's been really good at, throwing in assists, which he's been really good at, like just kind of throwing all those into place. If he continues to do this, he might be an all-SEC second-teamer. I know that's insane. I know that mo most of you may think I'm crazy. But he could play his way into it. Now, I don't think he'd be anything more than that. It would be like a second-teamer, possibly maybe even honorable mention, depending on which list you're looking at. But Makai Mitchell has been doing his thing. And I'm thrilled about it. I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's doing it. So, I think he's an all-SEC player. At least in my book, which is what counts, right? I'll keep telling myself that. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any five winning dollar bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, let's look at the rest of the Razorbacks schedule because Arkansas is, is who they are. They're 500 team. There is a way, there is a way that they could avoid Wednesday night sadness. Because as where it stands right now, Arkansas is 4-9 in SEC play. Georgia's 4-8. LSU's 5-7. LSU and A&M 6-7. Arkansas is just two games behind Texas A&M. Think about that. And two games behind them in the overall record, too. So there's a lot to happen, especially... Since one of the teams that are in front of them and close to them, they still have a game against, and it's a home game. But look at the rest of the schedule. Arkansas has got Missouri at home this weekend. That should be an easy win. Missouri is awful. They are an awful, awful, awful basketball team. They are 0-13. That, that should be an easy win. And then you follow that up with another home game against Vanderbilt, the second worst team in the SEC by far should, saying should, be a win. Now, you're going on the road to Kentucky. I'm not going to predict Arkansas to win that game. Kentucky's not great. You played a decent game against them at home, but it wasn't enough. But they're not unbeatable, but you're not, I wouldn't, I'm not going to pick Arkansas to win that game. At least not right now. And then you get LSU at home. Who LSU, again, is 5-7. and seven. You're 4-9. They're not a great team. You may want to pay back because they took it to you 
when you play down there in Baton Rouge. So you'd like to get a little revenge. And then on the road against Alabama at the end of the season, I don't think you're going to win that one. <laughs> I think Alabama, Al- Alabama, I think, may be listed officially as the best team in the SEC, but they're not. Tennessee's better than them. But still, good team. So you're talking about folks where you could, I think you'll fin- I think you'll win the rest of your home games. At least you should. So that's three wins. And just say if you did that and lost in Kentucky and Alabama on the road. Three wins gets you to seven, seven wins in the SEC. Okay? Seven and 11. And you finish with a winning record, barely, but you do. 16 and 15, I think, would be your final record. And you might be able to avoid Wednesday night sadness in the SEC tournament. But say if you found a way, man, just if you found a way to beat that Kentucky team or – because you beat them last year on the road in Rupp. But say if you screwed around a little bit and won that game. Again, I'm not going to predict right now, but say if you did. Say if you got four wins. The fact that you could be sitting at 8-10, and 10, considering where you're at right now, is pretty insane. You're not going to predict it. But at least there's reasons to believe that it could happen. Probably won't, but could happen. But at least it has my interest to see where it goes. I think it has a lot of your interest, too. But we'll have to wait and see and find out. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at John Neighbors Show for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. Keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.